Welcome to the Random Tea Sleepy Hollow podcast. Today we are talking about the um, season one, episode four, um, The Lesser Key of Solomon. Yay. I'm Queenie. I'm Janya. And uh, this episode was directed by Paul A. Edwards, and it was written by Damien Kindler. His name is Damien? Yes. Really? His name is Damien, yes. This is a good episode for him. I know. So overall, I really like this episode. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I think out of the four episodes, definitely my favorite episode. Yes, yes. So far, the the best one. I actually got some good research. Yay! I'm so excited! I know you're really happy about that. I am. Um, so we start off with, for once, we're not starting off in a dream. Are you sure? I, I am. Well, I'm, I am now. It's it's dreamy. <laughs> it was a dreamlike beginning. Yeah, but it was it, it was a history thing. It wasn't like, you know, dream dream. I, just, I don't know. I, can I don't think it was a dream. Okay, fine. So uh, we start off and it's, um, whenever a date flashes, I don't think it's a dream. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it's December 16th, 1773, and it's the Boston Harbor. Which is accurate. Yes. For once. Yay. Um, and uh, clearly it's tea party time. Except. Except. Um, wait, it, no, wait, no, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, God, we're already starting. So, oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it starts off like this. So uh, Ichabod's there. Right. Ichabod couldn't have showed up to the state well till the to the america to the america to the americas the america, um until 1776 really yeah because he came with the queen's royal regiment right queen's royal regiment didn't show up in the america in the america until 1776 you did some research yeah you did some like military yeah. research there's some there's some timeline issue there okay so i'm really uh, proud though you so the, he could not have been there. At the Boston Tea Party, because he did, he made he made. Um, I think what was it? The first episode, he made a point of saying what regiment he came over with. Where, yeah, and who he, under who he was. He says Fifth Regiment. And then um, he switched sides. No, it wasn't the Fifth Regiment. It was the Thirty Seventh. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's the Thirty Seventh. I'm um, getting my regiments mixed up. Uh, don't don't tell like you. Um, but yeah. But uh, so we can chalk this up to uh, the same kind of research that was done to uh, John Watson's modern Sherlock regiment. This yes, this is this would be icky history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like I said, don't tell AQ. Okay. She will dist- she'll take it to pieces when you start talking <laughs> about her military. Um. So we see Ichabod sneaking around the docks, and um, we see that Washington says to bring back a crate and crane alive. They need to bring those back. Yes. Um, As an Ichabod crane, not a crane. Okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah. A crate and the crane. And the crane, yes. <laughs> and so the, whoever's in charge um, tells him to wait behind. And yeah, I don't not, know who that guy was. He's not super happy about it. No. And um, they find uh, that these German redcoats are reciting something. It was just one. I thought it was a couple no, of them. No, it was just one guy there. Oh, it was just one guy then. Um, and... Uh, boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, the uh, the crates that they were destroying out on the dock. I tried to get a look at the symbol, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get a good enough look at them to verify Whether if that it was, was the uh, the East India Company. Okay, because they were yeah the East India Companies. That was um, for those of you who don't know Boston Tea Harbor history. Um, tea Harbor? Did I just say that? It's yeah, that's totally the what Boston it's Harbor Tea Party. Uh, it was the taxation without representation and uh the american colonists dumped a bunch of tea in the harbor i think 
uh, to the tune of today would be about a million dollars worth of tea. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot. But I couldn't get the symbol off the boxes, I and, assume. And if you're if you're listening to this and you're not American or you're not familiar with American history, um, this is one of those really romanticized parts of our revolution. Yes, and it was actually one of the incidents that led to the revolution. Mm-hmm. It was not during the revolution itself. Right, it was pre-revolution. Yes. Um, and so this is, this is one of the things that, you know, every little kid in, in history class learns really early on about the Boston yes. Tea Party. Yes, um, it's almost celebrated yeah, it in re- a sense. It really is. It's, it, it, like I said, it's very romanticized. Um, it's one of those, like, rallying kind of, kind of things. Like, yes, and it, it, it really is. And uh, with uh, my mother being from across the pond, uh, I'm, I'm very torn on the history of this. <laughs> So, like, on one hand, I'm like, yay, go us. On the other hand, I'm like, oh, tea. <laughs> so Just really upset about the tea. Yes, and uh, it is the Virginia militia that Crane is there with. Okay. Because apparently now his name is Crane. Yeah. And I don't know why. Uh, Icky is there with the Virginia militia. And I had to look into that because I'm like, what on earth is a Virginia militia doing, doing in Boston? Yeah. Uh, George Washington was a colonel in the Virginia okay. militia. Okay, and so he at least was, that's that's accurate. So then. yeah, we're getting some accuracy in this show. The ride that's this Damien Ryder. I'm I'm very very happy about that. Um, but George Washington very specifically sent this group of militia with Crane to retrieve this specific object. Right. Right. And um, so that was I was very surprised to have some accuracy. Yeah, because it, it you know presumably it, you. At this point, he is just a colonel. Washington is. Yes. So it's not like he was in control of the whole army and could just tell any regiment what to do. No, he didn't have that kind of control or that kind of influence just yeah. yet. So that's that's good to know. Um, so we see that, you know, Ichabod is flashing back. And um, he flashes to Katrina. And, um, you know, he's speaking. or he's We flash to, to Ichabod and he's speaking of Katrina. Who we haven't seen in two episodes? Yeah, she wasn't in... No, she was in two. She was in Blood Moon, but she wasn't in uh, in uh, the Sandman episode. Right, okay. So, um, he's he's speaking of Katrina, and, um, you know, he's he's in this car, and we find out that he's talking to Yolanda from North Star. And it was so great. It was so great. Excellent. And, and he gives these... He gives this really nice advice to her, and... Um, Love... Twoo yeah. love. Twoo love. And it, I just, I really like this moment. It was, it, it was hilarious. It, it was a great, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? A, a, a breaker, a, not icebreaker, but a, a tension breaker. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It was a, a good tension breaker because the show can be so serious at times and it does get a little creepy, a little yeah. scary. Yeah, and he was, he was pouring his heart out. He was, but. About Katrina. They, they do still have those little moments of humor, which yeah. I live for their their perfection i do I just too. Love it. and so he's sitting in this car and he sees this van tear away um from this facility and um because know, that's not cliche at all no it's the, not the white it's, van it's not the no. white the, the crazed white van yeah and um you know abby comes up and uh lets him know that jenny's escaped so we we're right back exactly yes. where the last episode ended yes and i really appreciate that i like that too yeah um, and, and I like that Ichabod's just sitting in the car, um, learning how to operate the entertainment system from Yolanda while Abby's trying to figure out how Jenny escaped. He just wants to unlock the doors. The poor yeah. guy. Here we are, episode four. He still hasn't figured out how to unlock the doors in Abby's car. It's yes. a SUV. And she teaches him how to use the entertainment system as well. That's so sweet of her. So, that good on you, Yolanda. Um, so, Abby, um, 
she she's talking to Frank and she wants him to give her a head start on finding Jenny. So I'm thinking this is the first time we see them actually present a case to Irving. Yes. This is what here they're actually telling him here's what this is what we're doing. This is what we think we need to do. Yeah. And I think this is the first time in the show where they're actually presenting to him her supposedly her superior yeah. what they're doing and she makes a good case because she, she says does. she says that listen this is totally stupid this is out of character for her she was going to get released in six months why the hell would she escape now and she cites her she cites jenny's record as being very methodical yes and she does not do random and he can't argue with that right and so um he frank finds it odd that you know ichabod talks to her the day before and then she escapes so what did you say to her? Yeah. And so Crane, um, he flat out says that he thinks Jenny is misunderstood and that she's haunted by her past. And um, and he flat out says that he thinks that past is relevant. Well, yeah, he's yeah. And it is. Yeah. And I, I don't know how much how much Frank knows at this point because he's not from Sleepy Hollow. So I don't know if he knows that. Ab- he's not. Mm-mm, no. OK. Um. And we find that out later. Yeah. But, um, but I, I don't know how much he knows about what happened to Abby and Jenny as kids. At this surely point. he's pulled the record. Well, he knows that uh, her and Luke dated. So surely he's pulled her. He's at least pulled her police record. Yeah. So I would think he would know. But when they start talking about Jenny's past, I mean, that's a lot of it is Abby's past, too. That's true. So, um, so but Abby asserts that, you know, um, you know, lately, a lot of weird stuff's happening. We've got more more murders than, than we normally have, and they're really strange. And somehow it's linked with Jenny's escape. And so Frank gives her a full 12 hours before they issue a nationwide warrant for Jenny. Yes. Which I thought, you know, it was it was fair. I think he get, he's given her a chance, but he's not giving her a super long leash. No, but he's giving her a little bit. Yeah, so uh, I I thought that was I thought that was good. Yeah, it also speaks to how uh, I don't want to say dangerous, how concerned they are about the fact that Jenny is on the loose. Yeah, yeah. That it's uh, it's only it's only twelve hours. It's not twenty four. Yeah. It's not uh, forty eight. It's only twelve hours. Yeah. So um so we we move to Jenny and. She is visiting this bar to collect her things from the bartender that they they clearly know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a pretty short scene. It's it's a nod to, I believe to. Uh, I get the impression that she has a network of people. I mean, he had the, her bag with yeah. all of her stuff in it that he's apparently been holding for a while. So it's it's like the beginnings of her little underground group. Yeah, that she obviously. Because people like her don't hang alone. Yeah, and Jenny clearly has an agenda. Yes. Whether oh yeah, Abby hasn't been aware of this this whole time, but, right. but she she has an agenda. Yes. Um. So we move on to this piano teacher, and he gets this. He gets a call from this. You know, the typical creepy di- disguised voice telling Mission Impossible. Yeah. Telling basically, yeah, telling him that you know Jenny's escaped. And um, she knows where item number 37 is. Can't find anything on that, but it is it is pretty random. Yeah. And um, this guy is assigned to find her, and they're also sending a team to help him. He kind of reminds me a little of a Liam Neeson taken kind of thing. It just <laughs> gives me, even though he's, uh, this guy is German, mm-hmm. and Liam Neeson is, he's what, Irish or something? He's Irish, yeah. Yeah, they're two totally different directions but he does kind of remind me of Liam Neeson a little when bit. he's listening to a little this bit. phone call a little bit 
He didn't. He didn't say anything about a very special uh, or particular set of skills. No, or anything, he so. didn't. Man, German guy. That was that was a that was a missed opportunity. It was. <laughs> so, um, you know, this guy goes to the bar that we saw Jenny at with with a couple thugs. Yes. And they want to uh, want to and do torture the uh, owner for information. Oh, and boy, do they. I squirmed. Yeah. I didn't want to see. The guy, I, I think the guy held up better than I probably would have. I, I probably would have blabbed at the first threat. Um, I'd like to think I'd have shot the guy in the face and redecorated with his face, as yeah, he cause, said. Yeah, because the guy actually did threaten him with a shotgun, but he didn't follow through. No, he, he got disarmed really, really quickly. The thing is, you've got to, he's holding the shotgun, like, right at the guy's face. He's too close. Yeah. He should have like been out of arm's reach yeah see i've got this all planned yeah <laughs> uh, he should have not been in arm's reach that way as soon as the guy flinched he could have fired and yeah. taken out his face but you know whatever well you know um so we move to the credit scene um which i always really like <laughs> jenny's still not showing up in the credit scene no jenny's I not looked. in the credits no. yep i know you really want her in there yes i, I do for some reason <laughs> Um, so we move to the station and Abby's furiously trying to work leads. She's, she's being short with people on the phone. She's, you know, she's, she's in full on super cop sister mode. Yes. And, um. Now. She wants to know now. Yes. And, um, she traveled, uh, when she wasn't getting locked up at home. Jenny did. Um, so I thought that was really interesting because yeah, uh, Ichabod's got her file that he's he's yeah. reading through. So we're we're again we're learning more about Jenny's history without her actually being there. She's been to all these crazy places. She's been to Somalia. She's been to um, not all you know what I would consider tourist destinations. No. Um, so you kind of get the first sense of what in the hell is Jenny's game? Yeah, you're there's something going on with her. And you know the what occurred to me is that stuff's not cheap. No. I mean... How did she get there? Yeah. Well, my thought was, well, she is in where she is for break-in. So I'm thinking she's funding herself with these burglaries and, and could, whatnot. Could be. Could be. Yeah. But, uh, um, illegal activities. So, you know, Abby, again, doesn't want to talk about it. And, you know, this kind of goes into Abby rarely wants to talk about Jenny and everything that's going on. Yeah, she kind of shuts uh, Ichabod's line of questioning down real fast, but... Uh, I do want to point out, did you notice the picture of Corbin on the wall? Yes. Uh, yes, that was yay, nice. Yay, details. I want um, to know who the other two guys are. Well, and I also thought it was interesting that um, this is the part where we learn that her own father was absent. Yes, we do finally learn um, about their parents and why they were in foster homes. Yeah. Back, I was curious what the backstory is. So yeah. their father's just out of the picture. He yeah. just left. And their mom had a breakdown at some point and was hospitalized. And that's when they went into the foster system. So soon after. Yeah. Yeah. And then they dumped him. The state dumped him. So. And she's really, really defensive about the whole thing. Oh, yeah. She shuts down fast. And, um, you know, Abby or Ichabod decides that he, he wants to visit an old foster home of Jenny's. Um. And he thinks that they yeah, get some more information. It was, it was uh, Jenny's longest stint yes. in a particular location, yes. which he's not wrong. So yeah, and um, we move on to a very short scene of Jenny searching through her stuff, and we see yeah, uh, she pulls out a passport, a couple of a them, a couple of them, yeah, which is very very spy yes. kind of kind of deal. Um, she pulls an article about Abby, which shows that she's been keeping up with she's Abby's been keeping up with doings. Her. Yes. 
Um, oh, and she looks pissed off too. Yeah, and and some guns. A little bit. Oh yeah, she's she's looking at the two of them. She's like, and she puts down the smaller one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she checks the clip like a she good does. girl. She, she clearly knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um. So at this point, did you did you get any kind of an inkling that Jenny's a baddie? I'm thinking like my impression is like militia. Yeah. There's a theme of that. Yeah, and I, I I guess I never thought that Abby was a threat to our people, like our Ichabod and our Abby. But I thought, damn, this woman, she's Jenny? badass. Yeah, Jenny. Yeah, Jenny. Yeah. I was like, I was trying to figure out how Abby could be a threat yeah, to, Ab- to okay, Abby. Okay, yeah. I'm okay. I follow now. I'm, I follow <laughs> you now. No, no. I never thought of her as being that kind of a threat. That but, she. Well, she talked about she, why did she break into the sporting goods for four thousand dollars of equipment for the end of days? And I'm like, Jenny knows shit. Yeah. Jenny knows yeah. something, and she's she's got some. She knows how to escape. I'm like, she knows stuff. She's yeah. got training. So she's I'm thinking clearly very competent. I was thinking some kind some kind of underground and then she's got the the dude at the bar. Some kind of underground militia thing going on. Yeah. And I'm like, hey. And um I think you mentioned this to me at one point. You got the impression that she could have escaped escaped from Terrytown at yes. any point. She could have there was she was just there biding her time. Yeah. Um almost like it's a like a safe house. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's you know, like, well, I'm safe in here as, you know, I'm locked in here, but I'm also safe in here. Right. Or safer. Right. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, we move on to Frank, and um, he's gone to the bar to investigate, and we find out that the um, the murderer, or the bartender has been murdered, and... A lot. A lot of murdered, and he's missing his head, and they've attached him to the wall. How was he attached to the wall? Did you know? I couldn't figure that out. He was just kind of up there. I don't. I don't know. It was just weird. It's pretty they damn brutal. It was yeah. It was just a flash. Yeah. But he was very very he brutal. Was, yeah. And um, you know, Luke is there. Dumbass. And yeah, he's clearly a dumbass. Um, but he makes the point of saying like, oh, it's just like the other beheadings, and Frank is like, Frank no, is like, actually, oh, it's not. No. And here's why. And he rattles off. There's no it's not cauterized. He was tortured first, and he just, I'm like, really? How can you be the investigator on this scene? And his partner, too. Yeah. And I'm like, you're both dumbasses. Yeah. Any person could see this is not the same. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it kind of goes and shows that Frank does not just necessarily look at just the picture that's presented to him. No, no, no. And he's a, he's a good cop. Yes, he wants to he wants to get down to the nitty-gritty. He wants the real details. Yeah. Unlike with Abby. <laughs> I don't okay who knows yeah you know he'll get there Whatever. maybe yeah he's gonna have to at some point if he keeps seeing stuff he's gonna have to well, come to terms with some of this stuff at this yes true at the same time though Abby was Corbin's trusted sidekick partner mm-hmm. partner. partner partner um not sidekick uh she was his protege. So too. yeah, she and she's got a highly decorated record, from what we understand. So that's probably why he gives her a little more leeway. Yeah, I mean, she was headed to Quantico. Yeah, the Quantico. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we we go to this really shitty foster home, and so crappy. And we find out that Jenny knew Corbin too. Not yet. We don't. I thought we did. Not till not till they get to the cabin. I haven't. Oh yeah, you're right. Haven't my notes wrong? Sorry, people. It's okay. They tell they find I out got, about the cabin. I got excited. Oh no, they find they find out from the foster mom that that um, Corbin let her off of a 
of a that's right vest. that's right corbin let uh let her off the the, the shop See, but my notes that they knew me oh, they did that is right they did know each other mm-hmm. but not in the way that i'm thinking they right know each other. We'll, we'll we'll get there um not the six o'clock in the morning but the six o'clock in the afternoon is what i was thinking there you go okay it's okay honey sorry um so he let her off from the shoplifting charge and um, much like he did abby yeah yeah and um you, so you see some parallels between the sisters yeah which i think is interesting and, and i think abby hasn't looked at them as the same in a long time no so she i'm sure some of the stuff is ringing pretty yeah pretty true for her too and why didn't corbin tell her yeah yeah, there's some little bit of mystery he's, resentment going he's on there. Got some secrets, and um, so Abby just straight up argues with the lady about you know she notices all these violations because you know not only is Abby a cop but Abby's very familiar with the foster yes, system. Yes, she is, and I'm sure she's familiar with the abuses of the foster system. Yes, she is. So and she just she's not going to play. I mean, she rattles them off. Yeah, and so she threatens, and I wrote this down because this is one of my favorite quotes from Abby. She threatens, I will rain legal brimstone, brimstone down on you so hard it will make God, God jealous. jealous. I love that. And she just, oh, I, lo- I love Abby so much. <laughs> and um, so this lady kind of concedes that she knew that there was this cabin up at the lake that Jenny used to go to sometimes. And so, you know, they feel like it's as good a lead as any. Well, and she she makes a, who are you mad at, Missy? Are you mad at me? Are you mad at yourself? And while that was very digging, um, you also notice that Ichabod physically places himself between this woman and Abby. Oh, I love Ichabod I so love much. He's, he's, he gets involved when he needs to get involved. Yeah. And, you know, the lady's right, too, at least as far as the observation. She's not wrong, but at the same time, she is. She's a horrible person, though. She's a terrible, terrible person. You're not supposed to like her. Not all foster parents are like that. That's true. Um, so we go to this cabin and, and Abby picks, uh, the lock and man, Ichabod gets this just gleeful smile on his face when he sees her pick this lock. Oh, he's excited. He wants to go on other adventures with her. Yes. The, the law enforcement and law enforcement that knows yes. this criminal, these criminal talents and he's all excited. It's he wants so to. It's so great. I love it. Um, so, you know, he says, and I, and I wrote this down. There were some good quotes in this episode. Yes. Um, imagine the delinquency we could perpetrate if we really put our minds to it. Delinquency we could perpetrate. There's yep. some good words in there. There's, I, some, there's some like 15 cent words in there. I, I did try to pick up some of the words he used in this episode, but he, he used some good ones like those, but yeah. he, he never used any of them, uh, that I didn't really understand or had to go look up. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, um. So, it turns out that the cabin belonged to Corbin. Okay, no, wait. Okay. They walk into the cabin. Yep. It's the middle of the day. Yep. Why are they using flashlights? Aesthetic. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, really? It's the middle of the day. Why are you using a flashlight? It's not like there's the, the windows are covered. That's true. That's true. Um, so, they see pictures of him and Jenny. So, this is when we really get... It's more than just a passing, he let her off. This is the this knowing is, of each other. Yeah. that I, This is the That's, 6 o'clock in the afternoon I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. And um, so, you know, this, this really throws Abby for a loop. And, um, you know, she's kind of reeling with this and in walks Jenny with a gun. Yeah, like, Abby would never conceive of Corbin lying to her. But I don't know that he's lied to her. He's he just, just keeping, didn't tell. Yeah, he's just tell. keeping stuff from her. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we find out a little bit later that that was... Oh, there's much more to the yeah, story. there's a lot more to it. Yeah. Um, so... 
Uh, Icky does some family counseling. He does, because they are not happy with each other, and... Um, but Jenny makes a point of saying that she knows what they're dealing with and Abby has no idea. Which, Abby has more of an idea than you think. Yep. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of who's been looking into this stuff longer, Jenny wins that battle. Of course. And, um, they squabble. But that's not Abby's fault. No. And Jenny, I don't think Jenny realizes that. Well, Jenny hasn't forgiven her. Oh, that's true. And I think last episode we went... We started Abby being able to forgive herself. Well, they started down the path of at least talking to each other again. Yeah. So, so that's something. But that's yeah, something. Ichabod does some does some counseling and he puts a stop to it. And Jenny just calls him British guy. And My name. Yeah. And I just, I really like it. it she didn't call him Icky, though. She didn't call him Icky. Because, no. you know, he doesn't like that. But I don't really care. Her. I don't really care. I think I it's cute. Um, so Jenny didn't know that abby was unaware that they knew each other yeah which i thought was kind of kind of interesting and we we find out that corbin was withhold he wasn't lying he was withholding information from both of the girls yes but apparently it's what they needed right and because i mean honestly neither one of them would have received the information very well no and so we find out that she was working with corbin to find objects and he um He visited her the night before he died, and he was very worked up, and he said he knew that death was coming for him. And I got the impression it was death with a capital D as in the horseman. The closed caption said capital D. It did. And, um, you know, he he tells her that if anything happened to him, that she was tasked with going to the cabin and retrieving something. And now we know why she escaped at the chosen moment that she escaped. When Ichabod tells her everything he did in the last episode that was her cue for oh my god the sheriff's dead it's time to go it's time to go yeah um plan activated yep um so i thought this was kind of interesting because you kind of see abby was uh, or um jenny was a little bit of a sleeper sleeper cell yeah yeah Yeah. and so that kind of we see a parallel for that a little later yeah um on the on the bad team um but the something is this sextant Yes. That um, that Ichabod recognizes. Okay, what's a sextant? It's a n- naval thingy. It's to help you navigate the the ocean with yeah, the stars and the that. This is cool sextant. Sextant. It's got the word sex in it. <laughs> and I'm I'm a grown adult. Yes, we are. <laughs> so um, he had heard that that the uh, redcoats had acquired it, and that it was powerful enough to turn the tide of the war. Yes. So um. Because that, that kind of reminds me that, you know, you just, you, you think of Ichabod in this time frame that he never actually saw the end of things. No, he didn't. He kind of left, left. In the middle of it, yeah. Went to sleep, died. For a long time. Did some stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he never, he never saw the end of the war. Yeah, so um, Jenny finds out about Ichabod's history. Uh, yeah, five second uh, recap. Yeah. Hey, British soldier. So I'm really old and I was asleep 200 for a years time. ago. Yeah. How's that for believing? <laughs> shut Jenny down. And Abby <laughs> and Abby kind of gives her a look like see? See? Yeah. I was Told like, ya. quit fighting sisters. So Ichabod talks about uh this is where he tells his story. Yes. of the, his version. His of version the, of the story. The British Tea Party. And it was his idea. British Boston. I'm just Boston screwing. Tea Party. These, I cannot say the Boston Tea Party I to, to save I, my life. I swear to God, kids, that they do teach us 
this in school they really do uh, but he, he goes on he's talking about how yes it was he he mentioned samuel adams yes it was samuel adams uh he says it was originally called the destruction of the t it really was originally called the destruction of the t oh that's cool yes it really he he does speak to a lot of actual historical things that happened except the virginia militia showing up right which was and doing a secret. the things they did well it was secret so it was a, it was a secret, we, secret we weren't taught that part in history because that's it was right. a secret um and he talks about there's uh, the Hessian yes. that's there uh, that blows himself up mm-hmm. and where Ichabod was the only surviving. What bothers me is that particular Hessian was awfully dark haired to be a Hessian soldier because yeah. the Hessians are, you know, they're German. Right. Um, and I've got more information on that later when we talk to the other guy. Um, so, yeah, some of the stuff he talks about, is it's for once, it's pretty spot on. And, and we get the first inkling that, you know, this is kind of like the horseman was a Hessian, too. Yes, he was. Because Abby says, like the horseman, and Jimmy's yeah. like, horseman? That's uh, a whole yeah. other story. It's like, oh, yeah, the ap- apocalypse yeah. thing. Um, oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> and, um, you know, Ichabod, you know, when this, when, when we see this explosion, he was the only survivor. Yes. And um, the stone chest that this guy was guarding was holding something, um, but all he knows is that he made sure that it got delivered to Washington. Yeah, he never looked inside the box. And the whole time he's telling the story, he's messing with the sextant. He's adjusting yes. settings. He's taking the little, the he's scope. He's sextanting. Reassembling. He's doing sexting. The whole time he's he's fiddling with it. Sexting. And I tried to, he's sexting. Okay. We're going to call it that. We're going to call it that from now on. <laughs> so he's sexting with this thing. Uh, the whole time he's talking, and right. I tried to, I went back and watched it a couple of times to, to see, see if I could doing. see what he, and he doesn't appear to be doing anything specific other than adjusting the settings on it Just and putting the scope it. on. Yeah, he's, it's, he's like, he's putting it together. Okay. That's okay. all I could catch from it. So it turns out that this, uh, that this sextant is hiding this projected map. Which is way cool. Which is super cool. Whether they actually and, did that or not. But it's conceivable that you could put a lens that's painted a certain way in this thing. Like, it like it seemed believable. It's Yeah, it seemed believable that, that that's something that could have happened. Yeah. But that thing was awfully tiny. Yeah. To, to have painted. To have painted yeah, that kind of detail. Because that but, scope know. was no bigger than... Maybe a little bit larger than a quarter, like it's, a half dollar size for us American. It's magic. They had witches and shit. They did have witches and shit. So, you know. But Bar- I just thought that I thought that was really cool. Buried in the graveyard of the church. Yeah. This is kind of goes back to, you know, the old school uh, projector thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. uh, And I, I do think it, this is... Ichabod does... When he mentions Hessian, he does say a German... German descent. German descent... Uh, the, the that fought for the british mm-hmm. he says they were loyal but they were more like uh more like american militia mm-hmm. in a sense they paid paid them yeah they were kind of mercenaries, like mercenaries. Yeah, yeah that's the word i'm looking for yeah yeah um, but he's very he does specify he does say he, he he takes the time to stop and explain what a hessian is yeah which i think is good because if you're not familiar with that well it's just this is the first episode we've got some real kind of meat meat t- meat and details meat and yeah. potato details yeah. so um you know they're they're looking at this at this map that's projected on the wall and um all of a sudden this piano teacher guy shows up was it the red dot on the on the map and jenny says get out yeah which don't use laser sights kids if you're trying to surprise somebody <laughs> i just kind of half expected a cat to go because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i have cats and they do that <laughs> and so they do that they do do that um so you know uh this group you know led by led by this rogue german piano teacher 
um, they get the sextant and they flee. But Jenny catches the the leader, the head dude, um, and he has a mark just like the horseman's. Yes, uh, Ichabod finds it and he calls him the Rhine Hessian. Uh huh. Which that is actually the region where the Hessians come from. It's called the Rhine Hessian. Okay. I did a little search. The Fifth Battalion Shadow Warriors. I couldn't find anything on any Fifth Battalion. Nothing about no Shadow Warriors. That's because it's a secret. Well, you know. That's a secret. They don't just. But advertise. it's the internet. The internet knows all. Well, they there don't are no advertise. secrets. There are no secrets on the internet. They're like giving people tattoos and shit. They're keeping stuff secret. I know, right. Um. So he, the guy, admits to being a Hessian, and um, this box that that you know was delivered to Washington. It contains a doorway to the seventh circle of hell. Dun, where dun, dun. Seventy-two condemned souls wait. Yes. So, you know, seventh circle of hell, good on you for the for the numerology of seven, because that's important. Um, did you find anything about 72 condemned souls? Well, as Jenny points out, uh, he's talking about the Lesser Key of Solomon, mm-hmm. which uh, she says was written by King Solomon. That's not true. Uh, it, it is incorrectly attributed to him. Okay. The Lesser Key of Solomon was actually, uh, it was compiled in the seven, mid-17th century, mostly for materials that were a couple of centuries older. So we're talking about like the 15th century okay. type manuscripts. Um, it's divided into five different books, but in the first book, it does mention 72 demons. So they're, okay. they're, they're skirting the edge here. Okay. Uh, so that was really interesting. Um, and it, he, the Hessian references them as witnesses. He does so, reference uh, Ichabod and Abby, Abby. as so capital words getting w. out. Yeah, yeah. Words getting out. And he out. knew they And we get Abby's full name. Yes, Grace, Grace Abigail. Abigail Mills. Yes. So Abby goes by her middle name, um, and she's got a I want Jennifer, pretty name. I want Jennifer's name. I know, Miss Jenny. Miss Jenny. And you notice that that Ichabod, um, he calls Jenny Miss Jenny. He calls Abby either uh miss mills or lieutenant or lieutenant yes. and it depends on the situation i've noticed he does call her um miss mills when they're not in a investigatory situation that's yeah, when he starts yeah. calling her lieutenant yeah i didn't really notice that yeah so i think that's really interesting so like when they're in the field yeah yeah, yeah. you know as is appropriate yes so i i, I just thought i just thought that was that yes. was neat to note um so and they're saying that the 72 demons were trapped by solomon and not that, so much. Not so much. No. But um, that also Sleepy Hollow has been home to this sleeper cell of secret Hessians. Yeah, apparently. And he doesn't know how many there are. And so, it, like you said earlier, it is a parallel to mm-hmm. Jenny's world. Um, I also forgot that uh, I want to mention this because I think you'll find this particularly interesting. She, Jenny mentions that uh, the Knights Templar mm-hmm. recovered the lesser key, the knights templar had nothing to do with the lesser key of solomon i'm sorry it's because it was a secret yeah and but i'm sure the, the assassins were involved because <laughs> templars were involved and actually can we just have assassins creed sleepy hollow oh i'll get to that later because you know there's, there's there's we'll get to there there's because in rogue you there's a reference you can go to sleepy hollow in, in assassins creed rogue and there's can pumpkins you really? everywhere. And there's pumpkins everywhere. Oh it's my really gosh! Cool. Yeah, I need that so bad. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you. I'll show you one day. I, I, that. I kept meaning to tell you because it's yeah. really cute. But I could not find any reference to the Knights Templar having anything ever to do with the actual book of the Lesser Key of Solomon. Okay. I guess they were just like Solomon's Temple, Lesser Key of Solomon, and just smashed them together. Yeah, I guess for. I mean, a lot of people do make the mistakes of, of you know, that they think 
Solomon did write the Lesser Key. I mean, there, and there was another book called The Key of Solomon. Yeah. But that's a whole other different uh, well, ball of wax. I, I think so. Templars are really easy. Um, it, it's almost like, you know, Nazis are really good villains. I think Templars are really good to just attribute, um, you know, kind of, you know, cloaked historical things to. Because that's true. And they, they did have... Uh, 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 collections of artifacts like the Lesser Key yes. of Solomon. Yes. Um, so, and I, I, I do like that because the Templars fascinate me. Oh, I know. That's I thought that you would be interested in that, but I couldn't find anything. So to connect them, I did want to ask you. I thought it was really weird that there's this secret cell of Hessians who all have, or at least I'm assuming all, because you know we've only heard, we only hear a couple of them speak by the end of this episode, but they all have accents. They do have these very Cirrus, yeah. very Cirrus German accent, and um, I was talking earlier about the the one Hessian that was at the Boston Tea Party. Look, I said you it. You said it right. I said it right. Uh, I was talking about how he was dark haired. Yeah. Well, the Germans were blonde haired, blue eyed, and that one Hessian was dark haired. Yeah, because all the other ones that we see in modern day, but the modern ones are all the blunt, are yeah. fair, fair haired. Yeah, uh, some because it's, white, to but... me, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that you'd have a dark haired Hessian because you know dark hair's a dominant trait. But the fact that they made a point to make all the modern ones the blonde hair maybe ideal it was casting. Ah. He he did speak really good German. That's true. He was very obviously yeah German, uh, where the the first guy didn't necessarily need to be obviously german yeah because they say you're Ger- this guy was a hessian yeah. where this other guy we was not known until he found the, the tattoo the tattoo well i just i just thought it was really interesting that and and by interesting i mean it bothered me um that, they, <laughs> that they've been living in sleepy hollow all these years in secret and they don't know who the other ones are but all you really had to go around town and be like hey find the other guys. oh yeah you've got a german oh. accent too wink well, wink flash the, yeah. the the gang signs <laughs> the gang sign so I didn't like that, but, yeah, wh- but whatever. Whatever. Um, so, you know, Plot. we find out that, that Frank has traced this guy, Gunther, we get his name, Gunther. from the crime scene, and he's at Gunther's house, mm-hmm. and his basement is like Creep City. Okay, so at this point, we're flashing between Gunther talking and telling Ichabod, yes. Ichabod all these things, and it flashes back to Frank. Irving and his team investigating the guy's house. Right. Uh, so it's flashing back and forth, and they go into the guy's basement. And he's not your typical piano teacher. No. At least none that I know. I've never had a piano teacher. I hope I <laughs> never do. So, um, and they they say that they know the the leader of the sleeper cell, and it's the demon that they saw in the forest. And yes. to me, it seems like, I, I don't know, I guess I just thought there'd be some middle management between the demon and the humans. <laughs> Maybe I've watched too much Supernatural. That would be the Hessians. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they're human, though. Like, Oh, so you mean between... Between this demon and, and oh. them. I would expect there to be some kind of go-between. Well, maybe this demon is the go-between, between... Go-between, between? Okay. Uh, between the humans and, say, Lucifer? I, I don't know. You know, the they haven't said demon? The, they, they haven't, haven't said they have the not no, so, we haven't even gotten there yet. I just so. thought I just thought that was kind of odd. Too. But did you notice what was written on the walls in the basement? I did not. Okay. What was written? Part of it I couldn't read. Okay, but well, I assume it's some kind of German thing. But the other one, it started with a big M. Really? Yes. Okay. Because I I had to pause it. There's this one scene. It's it's got a bunch of I don't know if it's Latin or German. I 
don't know because there were chains hanging in the way and you couldn't really I couldn't, couldn't I tried to make yeah I couldn't make out I wanted to translate it but yeah. I couldn't but then it flashed to another and the very end of the name is kind of blocked by like the last letter and a half is kind of blocked oh, but you know what it but is. you can see it okay and but um, you don't realize that you see it until you rewatch it it's and another go, oh, one of those there it is. it's another one of those incidences because um you know this this demon that's leading the sleeper cell he gets stronger the more evil that lets that gets let loose into the world imagine that yeah that's huh. a shocker yeah so um abby of course just wants the name of this guy a name and Gunther conveniently has a cyanide tablet in his mouth and he commits suicide, but not before saying, which he actually gives her what she wants, which yes. is crazy. Yes. Um, Moloch shall rise. Okay, they say that's what he says, uh-huh. but when I translated Moloch shall rise from English into German, it's not what he says. Really? And I cannot figure out what he actually said. You think and he I'm, was speaking in Latin? I don't know. Um, I'm really hoping that maybe somebody who's listening can tell us what he actually said because it's not at least it's not modern day german yeah as far um, as google translate tells yes you, go right? as far as google translate goes so i don't know what he said the first two words he says uh he says moloch and he says wild w it's w-i-l-d uh-huh and that's correct it's uh-huh. shall and it both translates as both shall and will okay but rise is starts with an s mm-hmm. in the translator so I don't know what it was that he actually said. And I tried to listen, and it's not on the closed captioning. So I'm hoping somebody who's listening can tell me For sure. what he said, because I really want to know. Yeah. Because it's what I do. If it is accurate or not. And, you know, is, it a, is he speaking Latin? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I want to know. Okay. Calling all cars. But he does. That tells us, but they, they do say us. they do say Moloch. Yes, they do say Moloch very prominently. So I immediately paused. Yes. And had to go look up some Moloch. Okay. Uh, he is not one of the seventy-two demons or seventy-two souls listed in the book. Which actually makes sense because he's not trapped by. No, he's not. By by that he's not trapped um, with these other seventy-two. But I did look through all seventy-two names. Goes okay. Let me just see, and I couldn't even find anything close. Okay. Um. Any demons we'd know of? Moloch is actually not even a demon. Oh. No, he's an Ammonite god. Okay. Uh, what he is dem- an Ammonite? A-M-M-O-N-I-T-E. Okay. Uh, so on. Moloch's a god. He's actually a god. That's interesting. Um, hold on, sorry. Well, I, I didn't expect you to ask me what an Ammonite was. I think it's interesting, though, because, I mean, if you look at non-Judeo-Christian mythology... Hebrew. Um you you see these deities that are looked at and eventually they're looked upon as demons because they're not they don't fit within the judeo christian that's Judeo-Christian. true but these are the uh the ammons the children of ammon they were mm-hmm. in israel oh uh in present day see it's a m m o n is a semitic am i saying that right uh kingdom in the bronze age period occupying the Occupying the east of the Jordan River between the torrent valleys of Arnon and Jabbok in present-day Jordan. Okay. Uh, so Moloch's old school. Uh, the Canaanites and the Phoenicians both worshipped Oh, wow. Moloch yeah, that's point. super old school. Okay, so, yeah. that's, so that's Moloch. Yeah, his deal was uh, child sacrifice oh, by parents, which I think is very interesting if you think about Abby and Jenny being spotted in the... him seeing them yeah. in the woods. So I'm curious if... He appeared to them because he was looking for a sacrifice. Well, to or me... Or if he knew who Abby would grow to be. Yeah, and that kind of goes back to what we've been talking about with predestination. Um, yeah. 
I mean, is this seven-year cycle... Nature, Yeah, is this... <laughs> Is this seven-year cycle preordained to the point of it's going to last seven years no matter what Abby and Ichabod do? Can they end it early? Right. Um, I mean, if they really get their witness game on, can they end it early? (laughs) Witness game on. I mean, like, if they really are like, yeah, we're going to get this. Or, you know, does does Moloch know that she's going to be a witness? Because it seems to me like if Moloch knows she's going to be a witness... Unless there's some magic-y rule that he had that he would violate, he could have just killed her as a kid. I mean, she was. Uh, she said she was asleep for four days. Yeah, she said that last or, episode. I mean, is it one of the things where you have to have both witnesses present to s- kickstart the apocalypse? I mean, who knows? And he was just checking them out. Yeah, I don't but, know. But it, yeah, that is really interesting that he did appear to them as as children. And With that being. Yeah. One of his, his aspects. Um, so not a nice guy. No, he's not a nice guy. Uh, there are a lot of pop culture references. Really? Uh, most notably, and I think you'll find this interesting, Moloch the Bull is one of the antagonists killed in Assassin's Creed Bloodlines. Oh, really? Yes! Yes! I killed him! Yes, you did. Yeah! <laughs> um, and there's, a, there's one other strong reference that is mentioned at the end of the episode so we'll get to that okay when we get there so, so yeah he, moloch is actually he actually had something that's but he's really cool he is, is he a, depicted with with them he ones? is he is depicted like that okay um and we'll get to that because I, I looked into that at the end of okay. the episode that's so. really awesome so we finally have a name for this big bad that they that they've been showing us for the last couple episodes real blurry like yeah which is way cool which is super just really kind of unsettling. i don't know if, it is unsettling, but I don't know if it's a lack of funds for CGI or if it's on purpose. Yeah. If it's on purpose, kudos. If it's not, well, I think kudos. Second, <laughs> I think the second you show anything really up close, people can rip it apart. True, true. So, you know, I think I think he's creepier this way. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm on board with, with the way yeah, they yeah, show him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool with it. Um, So, you know, Jenny doesn't want to trust anyone and Abby wants to call in Frank. So this is you know kind of typical of the sisters seeing different sides to things but at least they're talking this is true they are they are talking but um you know meanwhile ichabod is just casually redrawing the map from memory you know because that's what he does because he's a giant nerd um he has a six one yeah he's yeah i think that is considered he's a giant nerd yes um and he can you know he can he's got this identic memory and the abby and jenny help him which they did set up earlier in the show a couple episode, episodes ago so it's not a i will say it's terribly convenient to have a character with eidetic memory but at least but they did set it up ahead of yes. time so you got to give it to them so at least that's something it wasn't a convenient plot, uh, device. plot device suddenly yeah when they needed it they did yeah. set it they up set it up for convenience sake at the beginning yeah they did that before but they used it yes that's true they didn't just use it once and so so they recreate this map and now they know where to go and it's this church in the middle of nowhere. The Dutch Reformed Church. The Dutch Reformed Church. And, um, <clears throat> which I, I guess, you know, the Dutch have had a long presence in the region. I suppose I didn't really look into it. So. I just, old churches are everywhere. Yeah. So I so didn't really. I, I, I was okay with that. And they didn't mention a very, I don't think it's a specific church that actually exists. So. Yeah. I just didn't really look into it. And um, they get there and, the, or we go there and the German dudes are already there. He's like sniffing and tasting the freaking fireplace thing. And it's just way, gr- the only thing I can think of is, is he sulfur? I don't, shit, the, I don't know. It's the best I could come up with. Weird for him bad guy act- behavior. <laughs> yeah. What, what the fuck, dude? That's weird. Um, so, and you know, we see Abby and company, they're, they're rushing to get there 
And, and uh, I think it's daylight again because there's like light streaming through the windows when I, it was dark like five minutes ago. I don't think it was dark by the cabin. I don't remember. I don't think. I think no, it was dark in the car yeah. when they were driving over. Yes, yes. To the church. Yes, but when they were at the cabin after they captured the guy, it was light. It was light, but then they were in the car because there was the scene between Jenny and Ichabod. Yeah. Uh, there was some bonding. There was some bonding. There was some BFFing. And we find out that, that Jenny was trained all over the world. Um, yep. She knows guns. She knows all kind of stuff. She's New Mexico, a freedom fighter, kind of. And that's what Ichabod calls her. Yeah. Uh, she learned insurgent tactics. Yeah. So we learned that Jenny's this all-around badass. And Jenny was groomed to be so. Yes, she was. And Ichabod's like, respect. So I think it's, I think it's interesting because Corbin... Corbin knew stuff. He didn't know everything, but he knew stuff. Well, he had all those files that Abby found, remember? I, I like to think and the he, map was, he and was training Jenny to help Abby. I like to think that. I was, and even, Like, he knew that she was a witness. Yeah. And was waiting for the second witness to appear. Yeah. And when death showed up. And they, they haven't explicitly said that, but I would like to think that that's the case. Headcanon. Yeah. I accept it. That And and that he, he trained Jenny specifically so Jenny would have this skill set that would help Abby when the time came. Yes. Um, so, you know, uh, the Germans, they, fa- they find the stone box and the book. And there's a box in the box because that's what you do. Right. Of course. And they start reading it. Those demon noses after, are strong. After they, like spread their own blood over it yeah apparently you need and, and it's you see this in the hollywood and on the tv all the time where they have to slice open their hand and i'm yeah. like really yeah that old thing and then they drip the blood and it yeah words appear as yeah. apparently happens and um they mention the ars grodia yes they do and i'm glad you mentioned that because as i said before the lesser yeah i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> you should see her actually, actually, yeah, I she am. really is excited i am um the Lesser Key of Solomon is five different books. The Aris Grodia is the first book. Okay. And it is the book specifically that mentions the 72 demons. Okay. So, so they, they got something right. Well, also, that knowing that there are five books out there that they could potentially throw in. Because this is That's only one. true. I didn't think about that. But they talk about it like it is just one book. Yes. They do refer to it as, like, as a singular book. Uh-huh. But, you know... They, but it is they, uh, this could crop up again yeah it, other volumes of it it is a grimoire um, yeah uh, which uh for those of you who don't know what a grimoire is it is a spell book yep. a lot of witches are known to have uh, grimoires um but it's an anonymous one like is it says put how together you pronounce it i've heard it pronounced so many times. i've heard i heard grimory i've heard grimoire and i've heard grimoire that's and, the one um there was another one that I had in my brain. But, but grimoire, grimoire is, is the, the common pronunciation i've okay, heard okay. in the circles of people that i know who use practice yeah okay uh so um they talk about they opening the portal in moloch's name and this holy water basin conveniently located conveniently located because raising demons in a church is what you do well this kind of goes back to your beef with their them the witches in the sacred ground yeah apparently you can do all kind of demonic shit on on hallowed ground as well but I, I did I did look back I rewound it mm-hmm. or yeah you rewind yeah um sorry I was streaming it on TV and I couldn't remember if you actually did rewind TV but <laughs> apparently you do uh 
and I went to look around the background, the setting, mm-hmm. and it's a desecrated church. Yeah, so maybe it's it's no longer consecrated. No, yeah, it's there's damage all over the place. There's graffiti. Okay. Um, so it's I would I would call it desecrated ground. Yeah, now. it's it's clearly not in use. But I, no. I thought it was man. That's that's just a kick in the eye to the good guy side that they're raising know, it out right? of a holy water basin. And so this basin becomes this like portal thing. Um, and so it's, bad. And it catches fire and it starts leaking like this goop. It starts leaking demon juice. Demon demon, demon juices. And so it begins. Dun, dun, dun. And so we see uh, Team Anti-Apocalypse come up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a firefight ensues. And they start yes, shooting at each other. Yes, and the whole time there are these demons. And I, while the specific details of the effects is pretty crappy because uh-huh. the show is full of really crappy effects i'm yeah. sorry they, they they're not give them a, a ton of money into fox it. give them some more budget yeah um but i did like that they were getting across that these demons were there was this uh, like a la- i almost want to say like a layer of of uh, a membrane mm-hmm. sort of uh if you think about birth they're, giving yeah, they birth were trying to get through it but if you think about like giving birth yeah it was the idea I got that they were trying to, to get through yeah. this membrane But it kind of looks thingy. like a magma membrane. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hell, demons. Hell um, I did not count them, so I don't know if there actually were 72. I highly doubt that it was a small portal. But, uh, yeah. But I'm trying to figure out what the two German guys were just kind of standing there watching. What are they waiting for? Is there more that they have to... Why did it... The demons never broke through? Yeah. So, what... Huh? Was there more that they were supposed to do to the ritual? And there the... was probably... I, I, I assumed there was more, and they would have gotten so. to it if our team of heroes hadn't come in. Kind of left hanging, but yeah, I wanted to know more about the ritual, but of that's course just... You did. I know. <laughs> so, um, so Abby gets her hands on the book while everybody's scuffling. Because Abby's smart. Because Abby's very that's smart. That's what you do. And we see... You and know, Jenny's being a badass. Yeah, but Jenny gets, gets caught by one of our bad guys mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he basically gives her the ultimatum give me the book or i kill your sister and jenny's just like don't do it and which i thought was really brave because you know i think we, jenny i think we all would like to be like yeah i'd totally be like don't do the the bad thing just to don't save do me the but thing. I, I i don't know that i would be that brave but um so abby just throws it into the portal and it closes and it takes conveniently it takes the bad guys with it okay but wait is it really a good idea to throw the book about demons at the demons? Probably not. I'm thinking maybe not. Although it turned out well. Yeah. I'm guessing the book burned up. That was a gutsy move, With the though. fires. Yeah, it was pretty gutsy, but I'm, like, thinking it's a book about demons. You're throwing it to the demons. Was it, like, the demon get-out-of-jail-free card? Apparently. <laughs> uh, but I was a little concerned about... It just didn't make a whole lot of sense in my head. I understand, of course, yes, she wants to, to destroy the book. Yeah. Um... I just didn't feel like that was the best way to go about it. Yeah. But she didn't really have anything available. True. I don't know what I would have done in, in lieu of. Yeah. Uh, or maybe just kind of throw it behind the guy. Here, catch. You know, yeah. that, that then, old gag. And then try to take him down and maybe not destroy yeah. the book. But I guess that's a done thing. Yeah. And throwing it in the demon. Yeah. yeah. It, it worked out in the end. That's true. So, um, you know, it, it takes the bad guys with them. And, you know, we move on to the police station and, and Jenny, our, our Hessian guys, did they kill him? I know Jenny it, it killed... Like, oh, no, one guy got thrown in, in. Yeah, thwumped him into the And Jenny portal. killed the other one. Yeah. Okay. And so... Um, I was worried. Jenny's in this, like, an interrogation room. 
and big one yeah it was huge and so she's with abby and she wants to know about ichabod and she calls him prince william and i, re- I really like the nicknames from jenny she just refuses to call him by name yeah. it's adorable <laughs> well i mean think about it like his name is slightly ridiculous but in that world the story of sleepy hollow doesn't exist yes, that's true so it's not like so, yeah ichabod crane right um so she tells jenny that 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 they're witnesses. She she admits that, that she they're the witnesses, and um, and she quotes and she quotes Revelations chapter eleven, which I had to go check and make sure that, that she quoted correct. it correctly. Uh, I went to King James Bible Online, dot org, and uh, specifically she's quoting uh, Revelation chapter eleven, three. Mm-hmm. And it says, I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. So at least Ichabod's dressed properly. That's nice. Um, but Jenny's pissed. Yes, Jenny she is. wanted it to be her. She, you know, yeah. It, you know what it reminds me of? And what? I hate to say it, and you're going to kill me. Oh my gosh. When Wild Style in the Lego movie. <laughs> was angry because she wanted to be the special that yeah yeah everything is awesome everything is awesome okay but uh jenny quotes back at her yeah she does because jenny clearly not only has been studying how to you know like shoot guns and stuff so she's been studying the scripture yeah and she quotes psalms chapter uh 94 1 which says she totally got it wrong it says, O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, slew thyself. Slew thyself. Uh-huh. S-H-E-W, slew thyself. It says nothing about any glory or victory or uh, whatever Jenny, I don't remember exactly what Jenny said, but that's... Maybe Jenny was rocking off of a different version. She oh, wait, wait, no. Wait, if you go on to two, I didn't read two. Lift up thyself, thy judge of the earth. Render a reward to the proud. That's not what Jenny said. So she quotes no. it incorrectly. So she must not be reading King, King James. Yeah, it's a it, different version. We, we might need to Google that that exact. I'll have verse to go look see, into it. See if it's a certain version. It'd be interesting if that was some kind of an arcane version. But it does show both girls have a kiss. But they did talk about when mom when mom made us mom made us memorize scripture. Yeah, which I remember having to do that as a child, being raised in the Bible Belt of the South. Uh, I remember nothing though. <laughs> it 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 stayed home with with the Mills girls apparently. That's, yeah, apparently it did, but you know that's what the internet's for. So yeah, and and would you believe I do not own a copy of the Bible? I thought I did. Really? Of all the books in the world that I do not own, that's interesting. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I'm gonna have to get one. Yeah, yeah. With this show, yeah, I'm gonna have to get one. Oh yeah, I gotta reread Revelations. <laughs> and um, but. It's funny, though, because, you know, as pissed as, as Jenny is, um, Abby thinks that it's that her being a witness is punishment for everything that happened with Jenny. Just as much as Jenny wanted to be, yeah. Abby doesn't. Yeah. But she's accepting it. Yeah. And um, and that she's proud of Jenny, which I was just really happy oh, to hear. Oh, the sister bonding and that Jenny had tears in her eyes while she's still trying to, to be the hard ass. Yeah. I don't know if I uh, Corbin told me. Uh, to forgive to you. forgive you when the time came and I said I didn't know if I could. Yeah. It really sounds like she is though. And and I just I really I, I, or Jenny's had to be so hard in her life mm-hmm. 
to cope with everything that's happened to her. Well, and the training she's having to go through. Yeah, and but you know, Abby says that she's going to try to get conservatorship of Jenny to get her out of Terrytown. Yes. Um, kind of like you know, remanding her in her, her custody, kind of a deal. Yeah, like yeah, something like that. And um, well, she already had six months to go. They said that earlier. Yeah, so they're still but trying. Now she's, but since she's escaped, yeah. they're still trying to. She's still trying to get her out on time. Yeah, and um, so. You know, Abby leaves the room, and Ichabod meets her in the hallway, and he shows her a reference to Moloch. Yes, the reference to Moloch in Paradise Lost is an actual reference. Yay! Um, that was, I did see that reference uh, earlier when I was researching Moloch the mm-hmm. first time, because I paused it and I have to go do research, because I'm that way. Um, but the John Milton's Paradise Lost from 1667, so it Which was... Which is something that Ichabod would have been familiar with. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's probably where he knew the name from. Right. Uh, so it's definitely something. And he pulls out this book, uh, and in Paradise Lost, Moloch is one of the greatest warriors of the fallen angels. Okay. Um, and he does quote it, and it is the correct quote. It does actually say, First Moloch, horrid king, besmeared with blood of human sacrifice and parents' tears. And it goes on. Wow. There's several. There's a whole several lines um, from Paradise Lost about it. Um, so it, that is a correct, that is actual thing. That's a thing that is. <laughs> it's a thing. So, so when the horsemen of the apocalypse aren't as bad as it gets? <laughs> I think you're in for a real shindig. Yeah, apparently uh, he's the one who's calling. Uh, he's I don't know. He seems to be the one that's calling uh, calling the shots here. He's the one at least as far up in the hierarchy as we've seen. Right. And you'd ask me about the pictures. Yes. Uh, he shows a picture to Abby from that book. I mm-hmm. tried to find the actual uh, credits for that mm-hmm. picture. I couldn't find it. Any other reference to that picture uh, except in reference back to Sleepy Hollow. Right. Uh, you see, as it's as it scans up the page, it says uh, the flight of Moloch. Mm-hmm. So I tried to do a search of the flight of Moloch, and it's not that picture. They may have rendered that just for the show. Uh, I think maybe they did, but I I couldn't find the origin. But looking at other pictures of Moloch, that is what he looks. That is how he's depicted. So when it says flight of Moloch, does dude have wings? He was a fallen angel. Moloch was a fallen angel, or did he just work for the fallen angels? According to Paradise Lost, he's a fallen. Let me angel. go back to that real quick and make sure that I'm I'm remembering correctly. One of the greatest warriors of the fallen angels. So I can take that either way. Um, he is listed among the chief of Satan's angels in Book One of Paradise. Okay, Lost. Okay, so at least Paradise Lost has him as a fallen angel. Yes, um, if not the rest of the mythology. Okay, let me, a speech given in the Parliament of Hell in Book 243-3105, where he argues for immediate warfare against God. He later becomes revered as a pagan god on Earth. So he starts out a fallen angel and then becomes a god. Okay. According to the Paradise Lost. Because I asked about the wings because what we've seen of him, he has not had wings. No. Uh, so I, I don't know that if they're going to go there or if they're just going to make him some demon and not maybe delve a little deeper into... At least the mythology that, you know, right. that we're seeing. Uh, but here, let me just real quick see. They're all pretty much the same with yeah, the horn. with the Because they talk about the bull. So there's a lot of these different pictures uh, with the horn. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, he's not, yeah, not he's, a good dude. No, and see, here he has wings. That's the Now, that's the picture. Oh, that's Pinterest. Never mind. Okay. Uh, but here he has wings. And yeah. that the picture that they show... In that book, He's got wings. he does have wings. Um, 
So I'll I'll be interested to see if they ever go the fallen angel route. Right. With yeah. Malik, it or would be if interesting. They keep it in Demon Land. Keep it simple. Yeah. Right. Um. So that's that's the end of our episode, and we we now know who who the big bad is. At least that so so far as we know. Um. I th- the I big think, reveal. Yeah. I think. As far as if if I'm looking at it, like I think Abby's probably looking at it, and probably Ichabod too, because he's a scholar. They have a name now, so they can do research. Yes, they can look into this stuff. So I think there's power in a name. Yes, there is. And so now they know this guy's name. Yes. And I thought it was interesting. I kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, this guy is willing to commit suicide when she asks for the name, and then he gives it to her anyway. Gunther the Hessian. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like they, they are at a disadvantage if they don't know who this Where does his soul go? Name is. Where does his soul go? He's not going to heaven. He ain't, He's probably going to hell. You don't think he went to purgatory? I don't know. I don't know. There's a whole... They haven't really, you know, set well, rules a, around these kind of things. Yeah, he is a suicide, so according to Catholics, he'd go straight to hell. Which, he did not pass go. Which I'm kind of glad you mentioned that, because as much Judeo-Christian as this is borrowing from... They're staying away from some of the yeah, denominations. They are staying away from a specific. De- we don't know what denomination Abby and, and Jenny were raised. Their mother yeah. was raised as. Yeah. That 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 is kudos to them. Because uh, I think I think you know once you once you pick one, you kind of have to s- yeah. stick with some of that yeah mythology and yeah. and if you're just that set of beliefs yeah you can just kind of pick and choose now the way they so have they are it. yeah they are leaving themselves open yeah and that is good so. But yeah, overall, I really like this. This is one of my favorite episodes. Yes, from the first season. Um, but definitely, like you said, I I feel like this is the strongest of the first four episodes. Absolutely. Um, we got a lot of stuff. Yes, we did. We got a lot of good mythology. We got a lot of background on the sisters. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a little background from Ichabod. And I, and I thought it was really interesting because Frank is involved in an investigatory standpoint, and this is a real flesh and blood killer that he's tracking yes this is something tangible that he can see yes he sees that that this this guy was responsible for beheading this bartender and torturing him so i think that's kind of pulling frank into this a little bit more yes um even though he's seen and that's something frank understands and that's what he's used to dealing with exactly he's he's seen a lot of stuff so far but this this kind of bridges the gap a little bit between the crazy stuff it does yeah and, there's and the normal this particular episode crime. it's it's really gone somewhere and yeah. uh i think this was the episode that made me really look forward yeah like i always adored the the, the story of sleepy hollow as a kid and growing up and you know me i like all the creepy stuff um and then i started watching the show specifically because of the original sleepy hollow stories uh, and the first couple episodes, like, yeah, okay, this is this is interesting, and but this is the episode that, that hooked me. Yeah, and for me, it was the it was the Boston Tea Party stuff because the history. Yeah, I think this really starts the the history from, you know, we there's this stuff that as Americans we're just taught when we're little kids. Um, the Boston Tea Party happened, and yay, it's wonderful, and we dumped all this tea. But now we're looking at it from Ichabod knows knows some other angles to this stuff yeah and if you think about the possibilities of that oh yeah it's really exciting because they can go they can go all kinds of places with this well sure uh there's all kinds of little secret missions that uh, of course you know wasn't recorded as well but they didn't have the internet back then kids i'm sorry uh and we also see ichabod's side of it being Mm -hmm. uh british 
Yeah. And coming on over to the American side of it, which all the the American settlers were originally mostly British. But uh, I think it's really interesting to see that side of it. Yeah. And, and, you know. Even if it is made up. I was going to say canonically, but historically, (laughs) um, I'm so used to dealing with, you know. The for real canon. The for reals canon. Um, Washington was a spy master. Yes, he was. So, I mean, there's a lot more to Washington than I think you know, the, the standard glossy histories, at least that we're taught when we're kids. Oh, yeah. So there, there's a lot they can do with this. Yeah, he's he's not the, the perfect soldier that we thought of him as. Yeah. So, so that kind of excites me. And you're right. I think this was, this was a good hook. It was a go, very good hook. Okay, I'm in. Yep. I'm in. <laughs> yep. Listeners, we'd love to hear from you about this episode or really anything. Uh, you can email us at randomtpodcast at gmail.com. You can message us on Tumblr at Random Tea Podcasts, or you can tweet at us at Random Tea Casts. And honestly, if it's anything like really important or it's a lot of feedback, I would say go ahead and email us rather than chance Tumblr's messaging system. But you know, you can you can do both if you you know just want to make sure we get it. And if you don't want to remember all of that, our website at randomteapodcast.com has all of our contact information. And if you follow us on Twitter, you can get notifications as to when all of our casts are released. And um, the website also has links to our casts on iTunes and SoundCloud. And um, while you're listening, if you would like to subscribe or rate or leave us feedback or like or thumbs up or high five or whatever the hell the site allows, um, we would really, really appreciate it. Um, And if there's a site or an app that you'd like us to post to that we're not already on, just let us know and we'll definitely look into it. Be sure to send us your show theories, ask us about upcoming casts, or please suggest a movie you'd like for us to talk about. We want to hear from you. So, um, anything else you want to add? No, I I think, unless you want me to go into an entire history of theology, I think um, we might better stop. Yeah, I think we probably should. Okay. But I'm, I'm not saying never. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.